The WBEN All Local. All Local. Produced by Randy Bushover. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazurowski. Outside, currently, we're looking at uh, clouds, 49 degrees in Buffalo. Saturday marked the nation's 199th mass shooting. It happened around 3.30 in the afternoon at an outlet mall in Allen, Texas. A driver pulled into a parking lot, stopped, stepped out, opened fire, and killed the people who were standing in front of him. The next moments became chaotic as people ran for cover to escape. Jim Ryan was at the scene north of Dallas. It didn't appear that he was targeting anybody. It just seemed to be random shots fired into the people that he saw there in front of him. The police officer who happened to be there at the Allen Premium Outlets was responding to a different call, something unrelated, heard the gunshots, responded and took down this shooter. And again, this being the Saturday before Mother's Day weekend, the place was absolutely packed. The suspect, identified as Mauricio Garcia, was killed by police. He was 33 years old and lived in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. He was discharged from the Army in 2008 because of mental health concerns. We'll be talking with Jim Ryan live later on this morning. Meanwhile, back here in western New York, an arrest in Chictawaga. Putting the microscope on how youth fenders are treated in New York. WBEN's Tom Puckett has more. Erie County DA John Flynn says last week's past state budget did away with one part of bail reform. Because now, in 28 days, the judge doesn't have to have that mindset of least restrictive measures. And the judge can have the discretion now to do the right thing. Flynn furious a judge gave a 17-year-old suspect bail in a case of attempted murder of Cheektowaga police officer Troy Blackchief instead of remanding the suspect. The change in bail reform in the budget last week meant very little to State Senator Patrick Gallivan. Changing the requirement that dropping the least restrictive requirement for judges and replacing it with language that talks about the degree and control necessary to return a person to court is, is not a change in my mind at all. The real problem there is we still have not authorized judges to consider dangerousness. Jack O'Donnell of O'Donnell & Associates says while this may send shockwaves, there's no appetite in Albany to address issues like raise the age. Do I think this is something that'll be socialized and, and we'll hear about um, the rest of the year, maybe maybe headed into next year's session. Maybe we'll see changes um, from the governor and her budget. Maybe there's um, a, a little bit around violence against the police officer. Hear more online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. All right, Tom, thank you. The New York State Thruway Authority holds a public hearing later today on proposed toll increases along the thruway system. The hearing is from 4 until 7 at the authority's headquarters on Cayuga Road in Cheektowaga. The Thruway Authority has proposed that in 2024, tolls increase by 5% for EasyPass customers and another 5% in 2027. Tolls by mail and out-of-state EasyPass rates would climb by 75%. The hearings are the first step in the process. Seven. 75. 75. Not 7.5. It's 75%. All right. (laughs) Um, The looming crisis over the debt ceiling, the June 1st deadline. The U.S. could run out of money, not be able to pay its bills. It's quickly approaching. And the White House and Republicans appear to be pretty far apart on the issue. 
The urgency underscored by a high-stakes meeting between the president and congressional leaders. Faith Abube has more on that. That crucial meeting is the first between President Biden and Speaker McCarthy since the beginning of February, and it comes ahead of that looming June 1st deadline. Republicans continue to harden their position on spending cuts to go along with raising the debt ceiling. But President Biden has said tying those two together is a non-starter because the debt limit is raised for past spending that's already been approved by Congress. A first ever U.S. default would be catastrophic, wiping out millions of jobs, sparking a global financial crisis. Faith Abube in Washington will be taking a look at what it could mean for the markets. Jill Schlesinger of Jill on Money joins us at 6.50. Over the weekend, Duff's Restaurants celebrated the life of Ron Duff, who passed away last week. Ron's mother opened the first Duff's at Sheridan and Millersport in 1946, but it was Ron who made Wings the restaurant's staple. His son Joe reflected on his dad's legacy in a Facebook post over the weekend. Buffalo legend yeah, right absolutely. there uh, when you think about Duff's really and Duff's are. wings. The state now setting aside money for schools that will go toward school lunches. WBEN's Brayton Wilson has more on that new initiative. It was a partial victory for members of the New York State Senate and Assembly when Governor Kathy Hochul announced $134 million of the state budget had been dedicated to free school meals for students in low-income communities and populations. While this addition to the state budget will not help every school district in New York, State Senator Sean Ryan feels it's a great start towards eventually pushing the state to aid schools and feeding students across the board. This will bring districts like Sweet Home, Amherst, Kenton into the universal program. So we'll move forward and capture more districts. But from a Western New York perspective, this brings the uh, vast amount of districts into the fold. For Niagara Falls City Schools Superintendent Mark Laurie, this announcement as part of the state budget is much needed news for districts like his in an effort to ensure no student goes to class on an empty stomach. We learned that through the pandemic, it's going to help kids. It's going to help performance. It's going to help behavioral issues. And it's what many, many of the students need. And it's a bit unfortunate to say that, but it was a wise addition to the budget. We saw the great impact it had during the pandemic. And I'm glad that that hurdle is uh, over and in place for our children in New York State. As for a school district like Springville Griffith Institute that does not qualify for the program as part of this budget, Superintendent James Bialisek is still in support of the efforts put forth to help serve other school districts. I think it's an excellent extra step. It's a great next step towards universality and having free meals for all students. More on the free school meals program included in the New York State budget is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. All right, Brayton, thank you for that. And Sam Reinhart scores in overtime. Panthers beat the Leafs 3-2. to two. Rims around Anton Lundell down behind the net. Reinhart wraps around. He scores! Sam Reinhart, the overtime winner! And the Panthers take the three games to none lead in this series against Toronto. 3-2 the final. Sam Reinhart ends it tonight here at FLA Live Arena. And the Panthers have taken a three games to none lead. Spring has turned to winter and the Leafs are wilting and falling off the trees as Sam Reinhart ends it for the Florida Panthers on a wraparound behind the net. About that, Florida leaves that series now 3 nothing. What a call right there. I don't know. I was, uh, you know, I have mixed feelings about this. Me too. Because of that. And, uh, you know, so I saw, right, Leafs on the verge of being swept in the second round. And, you know, that puts a smile on my face. Uh, but then when I saw, like, I dug in, I wasn't watching the game. We'll get into that in a little bit. 
Sam Reinhart overtime winner. Right. I go, well, maybe exactly. I uh, actually kind of wanted the Leafs a little bit. I, I'm very close to, well, I'm actually closer than I was just uh, 24 hours ago to just shutting off the playoffs Yeah, for good. <laughs> Pretending they're not right. happening. Right. Just fast forward to it's next year. a little year. painful. I, it's a lot painful. Right. It's like everywhere you turn, there's a former Sabre. And it's I not just it. like a former Sabre. It's like a former Sabre scoring goals, you know, making big plays. Uh, and it, it stinks. I know it. <laughs> and here we are talking about 75% toll hike. <laughs> I want to yeah. be talking about playoff hockey. <laughs> and and New Jersey, by the way, topped Carolina 8-4. to 8-4. to four. They still yeah. trail 2-1 in that series, though. Seattle took a 2-1 series lead over Dallas with a 7-2 win. Wow, the goals were flying this weekend. Absolutely crazy. The exclusive WBN 7 weather forecast calls for clouds to give way to partial sunshine as we head into later today. High temperatures into the upper 60s. Tonight brings increasing clouds, but it will stay dry. Temperatures will be dropping back into the mid-40s for lows. Tomorrow, we'll find clouds giving way to sunshine. High temperatures into the mid-60s with your exclusive WBN 7 weather forecast. I'm meteorologist Josh Nichols. Joining us on the line, Erie County District Attorney John Flynn. John, thanks for being with us this morning. Um, Last week, late last week, you announced an arrest in Cheektowaga in a hit-and-run that severely critically injured a Cheektowaga police officer. And it's put the microscope on a couple of issues here in western New York, among them car thefts and how youth offenders are treated across New York State. Uh, Thanks for being with us. I want to start with the car theft uh, issue. It's something we've been talking about for months. And it seems that even with the attention that's increased, it's still an issue. Yeah, Brian, because they, they have no fear of these kids. Uh, you know, what, what you have going on are groups of kids who are uh, going out uh, across the community, uh, you know, m- mainly in the city and first ring suburbs uh, of Erie County, and they're going out in groups. They're, they're going out three, four, five at a time, and they're, you know, stealing cars and they're joyriding uh, at four, five, six in the morning. Uh, and and we, we saw that with the horrific accident that happened on the 33 a few months ago, uh, where, you know, uh, four people lost their lives. And then we saw it also in Chitawaga back in February, where, uh, you know, uh, we, where we believe were five kids uh, who went out that evening uh, and were stealing cars. Uh, at, at one point, we believe that uh, all five had five different cars and were kind of driving around. And they drive around, and then they, and then they abandoned them. And then they go back out again and keep doing it. And like, like I said on Friday, they, 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 there's no accountability in the system. Uh, and that's due to, in my opinion, to the Raise the Age law that was passed back in uh, 2019. What about the changes that were just approved to bail laws? Will that help or not this age group? No, it won't help this age group, Susan. And it, and it won't help either because, um, well, I mean, I, I shouldn't say that, Susan. I mean, it will help, God forbid, if something bad happens, like it happened in Chitawaga, where, you know, someone gets injured and some, or someone gets hurt. But if it's just a typical driving around and, and, and stealing a car, okay, um, you know, th- th- these are lower-level uh, uh, felonies. You know, they're, they're, not, they're not – some of them aren't, aren't even qualified in the bail list at all. So, uh, you know, it, it, in, in my opinion, that, that – you know, the, the, the bail is not the answer here. The, the problem here is the – uh, is to raise the age law, and it's the 
It's a mentality that goes on in family court where the mentality is, is that, you know, every kid, uh, you know, has, 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 has an issue. Every kid needs some service. Uh, and, and again, don't get me wrong. I, I'm, I'm fully on the program with, you know, kids are kids and kids, some kids need help and come, some kids need services. But there's also that kid who's just a bad kid. Uh, and, and who needs some punishment and some accountability. You know, maybe to that point, John, I, I think so many people across the area are shocked. A lot of people see it online. You need to go, uh, you know, not that far, Instagram or TikTok. You look at 716 Kia Boys, and there they are. Faces and everything sometimes, posting videos on a constant basis of themselves in front of Stolen Kias, stolen Hyundais, in a car. Some of them in a car, you could see the police sirens being chased by police. There's a video going on. It's like the evidence is right there. You see the kid's face. Why are they still out there? It's brazen. <laughs> it's because because the, the, the family court system uh, is a revolving door. Uh, you know, none of these. So, I mean. I know I've talked about it before, but you know, when you have an individual who was under the age of 18 years old, you know, 16 and 17 year old, all right, you know, there, there's, there's two paths for them. It's either the path going to family court or it's the path going to the youth part of my court, which is, you know, adult court. It's kind of an oxymoron, youth part and adult court, but that's, that's really how it is, Brian. Um, you know, if if I can keep them in my in adult court, uh, even though it's youth part, um, then, then there, there's still going to be there's going to be some consequences. But the only the only crimes that qualify to stick with me for a 16 and 17 year old are if someone gets killed, someone gets seriously injured, or someone commits a sexual offense. Brian, Susan, that's it. Okay, anything else, I lose. And it's going to family court. And when it goes to family court, there, there, there's no accountability. There, there, there's no punishment. There, there's, no, there's no mindset that, hey, this kid's a bad kid. We need to teach this kid a lesson. And, and, and we need to, you know, to, to, to show that this is unacceptable. It seems like they're a protected class, this age group. They are. And, you know, and what, what's ironic, Susan, is, is that, you know, uh, <laughs> Everyone thinks of New York as, you know, having you know, the liberal laws, which we do now. But before Raise the Age, you know, to be fair and give you a full picture here, before Raise the Age, which took effect in 2018-2019, New York actually had one of the most conservative, strict laws in the country, meaning that 16- um, uh, and 17-year-olds were automatically treated as adults. And we were only one of the four states in the country that still did that. So back in 2018, 2019, the 46 other states all treated 16 and 17 year olds as minors, but we didn't in New York, which is, you know, it's kind of shocking when I found out about that first became DA back in 2016, but we we were actually tougher. Uh, Now that that obviously changed uh, with with the raise the age law. And now we know we're, we're in line with, the majority of the states across the country. So it, it's not a New York thing in this regard. So it, it's pretty much across the board, across the country, where 16 and 17-year-olds are treated as minors. However, I, obviously, I think the raise the age law went too far 
Um, and we now have, what, like you said, a clearly, not just protected class, Susan, an overprotected class here, in my opinion. I, to that point, I, with the new bail reform that was passed in Albany last week, does that change things at all? Or can a 16 or 17-year-old be arrested four, five times for stealing a car with the same consequence? Yeah, it's not going to change that at all. Um, it, 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 it's going to change some things, though, Brian, to be fair. I, I, I do believe it's going to change things, but it's going to change things for the adults who commit um, you know, the violent, serious crimes, all right? So in that regard, I, I do believe it's going to change in that regard, but it, it's not going to change uh, anything when it comes to 16- and 17-year-olds. Again, unless, God forbid, they do something where – they, you know, they, they kill someone or they shoot someone or, uh, you know, they, they get involved in a car accident here like in Shoot the Water where they, you know, allegedly, in my opinion, uh, intentionally run over the police officer. Uh, now, in that regard, you know, it, it'll have it'll have some effect. But, you know, for 99 percent of the 16 and 17 year old cases, it's. You know, there there are two different laws and it's not going to have any effect at all. We are coming up on a painful anniversary, the mass shooting at Tops that killed 10 people in Buffalo. That one year anniversary will be observed this coming Sunday, 514. Joining us live this morning is Erie County District Attorney John Flynn. John, you were involved right away in this case. What is going through your mind when you think about that horrific day? Well, there's still, you know, a sadness in my heart, and, there, and there's still sadness, you know, obviously in the community. Uh, I, I, my, 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 my feelings, uh, quite frankly, uh, keep coming back to me when I see, you know, yesterday, you know, uh, a, a mass shooting that happens outside of Dallas there in a mall in, in, in Texas, you know, and, and we, we, you know, we, we just see it over and over again where, you know, it looks like we have, you know, a, a, Apparently, down in Texas, you know, some radicalized uh, individual. You know, this this time it's not an 18 year old kid; it's a 33 year old guy. But he was radicalized, obviously, uh, with uh, uh, you know hate. Uh, I, I don't know from the internet. I don't know much about what happened down in Texas as far as where he got his thoughts from. But you know, we just see it far, far, far too often in our society. And when I when I, when I see it happen, you know, yesterday down in Texas, you know, it just it brings all the memories back here for last year. I the memories have to be painful, but at the same time, um, you know, here at least in part of the way that the shooter is going to be punished, yes. you were able to deliver a, a guilty plea there and have him never see the light of day again. That process does it work to bring some form of closure, having gone through that in the last year? It does. It, 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 it brings it brings the families uh, legal closure. You're, you're, you're never in any homicide, Brian, you're, you're never going to get full closure, obviously, because your your loved one is gone. And, you know, and again, you know, here on the year anniversary, you know, all these families are just going to it's going to come back uh, to them. Uh, just, you know, it, tr- tr- the, the motion is going to be tremendous this whole week for the families. Uh, because so it's, it's never going to bring anyone or them full closure, but it, it, it does. I can bring legal closure. Uh, you know, I, I can I can bring justice uh, in that regard, and, and we did. You know, we we, we you know we did that in 
in, in quite frankly, record time, we know, uh, with, you know, within six months. Uh, and, and so I, I'm hopeful uh, that, you know, the, the families and the community uh, have, have that part of the closure uh, to, to them and, and, that know, and they know that justice was, was, was done here. Uh, but uh, again, you know, there, there's never going to be true closure or, or true justice when obviously you have other individuals in society who, you know, who, who keep doing this and, 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 and they keep reminded of it every time you turn the TV on. I remember you said at the sentencing that it was the end of the beginning. What still has to come? Well, obviously a lot, uh, because we, we, we have we have members of society who, uh, you know, t- take their hatred and, and take their beliefs. And instead of bringing them, it's one thing to bring it to the ballot box. You know, it's one thing to bring your, your hatred or your beliefs or, or your passion for for, 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 for for whatever you believe is right in America and, and, and who you want uh, in power uh, to the ballot box. But. It's another thing to bring an, a, you know, an AR-15 uh, uh, to a shopping mall or to a tops uh, and, and, and act out your, your political beliefs or, or your feelings in that manner. Those are obviously two totally different things, and, and the later is unacceptable. Uh, and so we obviously, um, you, know, you know, are we ever going to eliminate hate? Um, probably not. I mean, there's been hate in this world for, you know, ever since man started, you know, whatever, 10,000 years ago. I mean, so you're never, you're never going to, never going to eliminate hate probably, uh, but you, you can, uh, you know, probably do something to try to, uh, you know, just f- foster the conversation and, and, and eliminate as much as possible. Um, and then, you know, you know, we, we, we you know, we, we probably, you know, have to do something on, uh, on guns here, you know, I mean, I mean, there's, this, you know, I, I'm a big believer in the Second Amendment. Uh, I know I, I, I believe in gun rights, but I mean, it's just, you know, we're just getting to a point here where there's too many of these assault weapons, which are military, you know, style weapons that are in the hands of individuals who are mentally ill. And so we got to find some way to take care of that. Um, and that brings us full circle, John, to what we were talking about maybe at the beginning. Are, are too many of the gun laws on the books going unpunished uh, throughout the country? We hear all the time about uh, DAs in other parts of the country, even other parts of New York State, saying they are you know, uh, felony gun possession. Something like that is not necessarily something they're going to prosecute. Does that play into the issue? Well, yeah, I mean, and, and I, you know, you, you, you've heard me talk about this a lot, Brian. I mean, you, know, you, you, you heard me talk about this when we were, you know, um, you know, talking about some of these progressive prosecutors who go out there and say that, you know, I'm not going to prosecute certain crimes. It, the, the same thing is true on the other end, Brian. The same thing is true with some conservative prosecutor who says that, you know, I'm not going to prosecute gun laws, um, or I'm not going to do this because I don't like it. Um, you know, so my, my criticism, you know, I, I'm going to be fair and balanced here. Okay. My criticism is with both sides. Neither DA can say that a DA does not have the ability to pick and choose what laws they want to prosecute. When, when you become a DA, you put your hand in the Bible and you take an oath to uphold the laws of the state of New York, whether you like them or not. If you don't like them, then leave. If you don't like them, then don't become a DA and run for state senator. 
okay, and, and change the laws. But if you're the DA, you got to prosecute the laws the way they are, whether you like them or not. And so you can't pick and choose what laws you want to prosecute here. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.